0: Welcome to Prolific Creation Studios, Eddie. We're joined by Eddie Mills today in his amazing and beautiful set of The Silence 2, The Killing Words. Thank you for joining us yeah, today. Yeah, for sure. Thank, Thank you for having you. us in oh, this amazing escape room. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Can you tell us kind of the story of what what got you into creating, first of all, this escape room, and then the, the first one?
1: The yeah, silence. so I mean, originally, um, I had the idea, I, lo- I liked writing scary stuff in college, and I decided I wanted to get into this industry. I was in a different industry originally and it it was, it was odd, but like I had this feeling I needed to find an old hotel mm-hmm. and there was none really in there. They're in Los Angeles. And I'm, I'm thinking like what's close to Rancho Cucamonga. So this sounds crazy, but the very next day I took a drive down here and there was a for lease sign in the window. And, um, The owner will tell you, I went in right away and I said, I want it. He said, what are you going to do? You know, it is 2015. Right. So 2015, they didn't know what escape rooms were or immersive experience. You say the word immersive, people still don't get it. Um, So I told them a little bit about it and he was still kind of hesitant. And then I just wrote a check. And that changes everything, right? Of course, right? money, money talks, right? Yeah. Yep. So I put money in his hand. And um, that's when the uh, 2015 is when the 13th room started. It um, was so cool, too, because this hotel has such a backstory. Right. It was built in 1915. It's the Avis Hotel. And I think it came to Mayfair in 1934. Okay. So it's got, like, you know, people say it's haunted it's got a lot of uh fun stories to it i mean there's some people that have actually worked for me that were freaked out by some oh, wow. things that happen here
0: right so, so it has that story coming behind yeah, it man, we're in a real on. hotel right
1: you know and it's had real celebrities come visit right. and it's you know it's got a story every hotel has a story right, right. just right. on the visitors right or who stayed in it exactly so
0: for sure so we're talking about escape rooms. What got you in? First of all,
1: into that industry because I know you said earlier that you didn't really start off in it, but yeah, um, into it. I think we went and played one. Um, Carla and I, and we went to play one, and I liked it, and it was something that I thought, wow, this is, I love this because I, I always felt there was a missing. Um, niche or or something for like guys like myself or girls like herself or other people that we can go out and have this adventure that's real life like almost being like a movie and um and that's where it started so i like i want to do this but it's funny because i really my heart was never totally into the, the whole escape room Mm -hmm. style. Like I've never wanted to really do signs after like I've escaped or I really didn't want to have time limits because I've played some rooms that have time limits. And to me, it feels like a money grab. I get it. We have to have time limits, but when you're talking about giving somebody a real adventure um, I think you need at least an hour and that's why, I like, the Silence 2 is 90 to 100 minutes. And the next one will be, you know, somewhere al- uh, along that line, too. But, yeah, I want I want more immersion. I want more, um, uh, you know, there's when you go to Silence 1, as you know, there's no, you don't get, nobody's having you sign a waiver. There's nobody greeting you at the beginning. I think that's really important. And for me, that's what's in my heart. So moving the company forward, uh, we're going to do a lot more immersive things. And and the, the puzzles are great. You always want some puzzles, but you want to have that experience that you're talking about two or three days later. I right. think that's what's important.
0: Right. So you're saying a word that I really like, and I think it's, very, uh, it's a very catchy word now, especially you, in the industry of escape rooms, immersion. Can you kind of tell our audience, what, what is immersion, right? What would the definition be? And then what does it mean to you and how you've incorporated it into
1: your escape rooms? Well, I, I think immersion is, is anything that you're immersed into a real world environment. Um, for me, uh, I, in the sake of this, you walk up to the hotel, there's a door, and then you might meet one of the characters or, um, that's in the story. And it starts right when you get there. And uh, for some people, it starts with a phone call or an email. Um, so you're in it you're in a real scenario um even when we're talking about immersion at this level um this is a real hotel right so you can't fake it you know a lot lot of times we try to suspend that 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 we're we're walking into um escape room facility and then we go through a door and then all of a sudden we're in sherwood forest and there's robin hood or something like that which is cool i'm i'm into it but i'm not like, now I want to do things where we're outdoor, indoor. Uh, if, Like I told you earlier before we started filming, um, if it's raining, then we'll have umbrellas. Yeah. Um, but I want you to feel like you're in the movie. Yeah. And I think that's what's real important. Yeah. Um, so immersion for me is is just like living real life. Yeah. I mean, what would happen? What would happen right now if, right. you know, you and I got a call and we had to go somewhere and do something? Right that's 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 what I wanted
0: right and I, and I think something that I've appreciated and I've, I think I've come to that realization when we first did uh, the disappearing of Emily Myers oh the yeah that was we've and we've done a room where you kind of start outside and it just starts right right when we were introduced to it I think we were introduced to it incorrectly towards like just and it could be just uh, how it's supposed to go, the characters, and not, and um, I won't say the name of the room, but just very rude, very like, heard you, like, hold on. And even oh, another then, company? Another company, yeah. yeah. And so, and we started off, and, you know, the, just like, you know, this is how it is, you know, kind of still entering that facility, as you mentioned then. Yeah. Like, okay, here you go. Right. And then, not until we did the disappearing of Emily Myers, we like, oh, like, I think we started, guys. Like, I think this is it. Yeah. And we were just completely infatuated by it and just mesmerized of how intricate it was introduced to, like, okay, this is how it's starting. This is what we're going to do.
1: Yeah. Here you go. Do you know that room, I have to bring it back? Because because the, the, the Achilles heel for our, our company has always been we hire engineers, mm-hmm. different engineers. Some are great. Some are not. And that we had a lot of tech issues going into that room. The vision was there, the writing was down. I don't know if you know this, but every time you picked up, there were four items that Emily left behind. Mm -hmm. And every time you picked them up, she would talk to you. Right. And the hard part was getting the escape room crowd to come and play this. And just stop for a minute and listen to the story unfold. Listen to what Emily was saying. Right. So, we tried all type of things like dimming the lights and doing mm-hmm. a spotlight. So, you would focus on what she's telling you because she's telling you what happened along her journey. Um, that was one thing. And, you know, looking back at it now, um, every day I become better. Right. I become a better writer, designer, creator. Um, looking back at the vanishing of Emily Myers now, I'm like, wow, th- this is going to come back. And it, when, it, when I bring it back, it's going to be on a grand scale right. um, because I, I thought the room like had so much potential. Um, th- there's also um, we had some proprietary style software written for that room. Mm-hmm. I won't let the cat out of the bag yet, but we're going to reintroduce it, uh, which which would be really, really great for something like that. So, um, yeah, I want to bring that room back, but I want to bring it back the way it was written completely and envisioned in my mind uh, and doing so it's a grander scale right and i need the right tech people I, and i think I, I have them now right so right and so in in a time now where it's
0: uh, i don't know about i would say easier to promote a new room right because obviously you have tiktok uh youtube instagram facebook back then Would you say that was one of your biggest challenges of like, hey, guys, like this is a new room? Because even now, I think for escape escape room enthusiasts, it's it's Morty, right? Yeah, Morty. You want to find a new room? Hey, let me go on Morty. And it's like your exact location,
1: what's around, right? Andy uh, and them did a great job with that. Actually, I consulted a little bit for them and gave them some ideas. But um, he coming into the industry, him and his company and team, um, they did a fabulous job. That's exactly what the industry needed. And they nailed it. So I'm excited. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Awesome. So um, did you grow up thinking that you would be, you know, dabbling in escape rooms, like creating escape rooms, doing the story writing and just
1: making these immersive rooms? I don't know. Like I've had a career change completely from what I used to do to now. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's, I know it's right because I feel it. And, you know, we talked a little bit about what happened in Visible Man, Here I am. I took a year to build a room, Invisible Man, Mm -hmm. and it was a fun room and I enjoyed it and had some elements in it that were pretty creative, I think. Um, But it wasn't. I knew I needed to do silence, too. It wasn't in my heart. So what I'm getting to is like, I like scary. I like horror. Um, Did I think I would get into writing or creating escape rooms? No, but I've always been creative. So I wrote, you know, a couple scary stories when I was in college, short stories. And one of them got in this, like, local scary mag and all that. And I knew that, you know, wow, this is satisfying for me. Yeah. So um, it was tough to take Invisible Man out of here and then put the silence, too. But like I was telling you off camera earlier is that the Silence 2 needed to be at this hotel because that's where it started. Just builds on and builds Yeah. And so, you know, I took a loss. So we took a loss financially. We sold Invisible to another company. But um, where could you put in uh, Silence 2? It, ha- it has to be at this hotel. Right. Yeah. Right. So.
0: Can you kind of walk us through that creative process of, you know, uh, the silence and just what, I guess, inspired you to continue with the Silence 2 apart from
1: keeping it in the hotel? For me, the story is the easy part. Okay. But conveying the story, what's in your head, to the uh, the game, the people that are playing the game. Uh, I hate to use the word "game," enjoying the experience. Mm-hmm. The story's got to make sense. Right. It's very tough to have a story make sense in ninety minutes, mm-hmm. uh, and have puzzles in a scary, terrifying environment. Because puzzles aren't the same. You could take a puzzle that's easy, mm-hmm. but in a low light scary situation it's not easy anymore right. um, but in the writing process I definitely have my Achilles heels like a lot of times for me the hardest part was writing the ending Right, and that's when I wrote the ending first and I was like okay this is I feel really good about this right, right. and you've played it so you, you kind of know what, what happens yeah. um, and then and then and then figuring out like those moments that there's a formula I use there, there's a formula I use now okay. so yeah without giving away too much right yeah because because these things like I would love to give the formula out but uh, trial and error I've spent when I did silence too I can honestly tell you I worked every day uh, almost 97 days straight I wow. took a four-day break and traveled to Thailand Um, came back and it becomes almost an obsession where you're at home at night and you're like, okay, where, where, where do you draw inspiration from? Right. So there's a lot of trial and error. There's a lot of nights where you're frustrated and you're not sleeping because, and I say this in entrepreneurship too, you either care or you're careless. Mm -hmm. And we really want to deliver the best product possible. Yeah so we give it 100%. Right. So there's things that you know the company we have fall short on and then we try to fix that. Um, but it's hard. It's it, it's really hard to find a formula and write uh, a winning mm-hmm. uh Story uh, or winning experience or a great one if it was easy everyone would do it exactly, but now I have a formula I think that works um, and We try to or I try to we uh, Make sure that I stick to that. Right. Yeah. Right. so
0: <clears throat> How did the creation of the silence come
1: to be? Um, well we originally had the 13th room and the 13th room was a ventriloquist that was staying here at the hotel and was performing across the street at the Fox Theater. He was found hanged in the room. That was the original room. Okay. And then at the end you found his dummy and his dummy was the one who, who, who did it. It, it was a bit ambiguous. And then we've, we've had other stories, but I, I felt like there's gotta be something different in here. And so I liked the idea of a game mechanic where you had to play, but you had to play quiet. You had to play with whispers. You could not talk. Because if you talked or you made noise, mm-hmm. then it could cost you. Right. So that was the first thing that popped up in my head. And then from there, I created the, the, the story with the doctor. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, the rest was history. And then I really wanted an elevator. So I, uh, uh, we built an elevator and I went to a couple of different companies. I found the right company that could do the mechanics of the elevator going up and down and that, that happened. And I said, there's no way I'm going to have people greeted. You're going to walk up to a door and you're going to start. So there were, there were things that I said, there was gotta be some absolutes from now on right. moving forward. Um, and this isn't in the case of, of the rooms that we co-own in, in Rancho Cucamonga, mm-hmm. Breaking Point, because that's different. Right. Uh, there's partners in that; everybody has a say. So, but thirteenth room, uh, you will not be going into a lobby. Uh, you, your your adventure is going to start uh, if you have a ten o'clock booking. Right. Your adventure is going to start right when you walk up.
0: Right. Right. So yeah, it's definitely something again. Just that definitely makes the experience different. It makes it more. It makes it unique and. More immersive, right. In all reality, just more immersive of right. Okay, we're doing it,
1: guys. I, it's it. curious. I'm curious to see who's like going to start get you know changing and, and and doing that as well. There's some great companies out there. Yeah. Um, uh, I think though, for us, that's that's you know, especially with the new one, is this the day we die? This is going to be super immersive as well, uh, and then we're just going to keep going in that direction. For sure
0: would you say that there's a difference between an escape room and immersive theater? Right. I think, I f- think in today's for the escape rooms, at least they're moving towards that immersive theater. Right. And so yeah. do you think that's going to be kind of the new, I guess, norm for escape rooms or do you think that will kind of be specified to
1: s- certain creators? You know, I said this before the genre escape room, first of all, the name escape rooms tough, mm-hmm. like, I've, I've, I that name cost us a lot of time and money and a lot of uh, my friends out there that own escape rooms a company you go to a city and say I want to build an escape room they think automatically you're locked in a room right. I'm not a big fan of the name if you look at like mixed martial arts MMA mm-hmm. it used to be called cage fighting mm-hmm. and no holes barred mm-hmm. that's kind of our bar- cage fighting well that's barbaric yeah you know, right. no holes barred right and eventually became MMA right I think for what we we what we're doing we need a right name and the immersive name won't work i I think i read somewhere i could be wrong that disney was spending you know tons of money to find another word than other than immersive so people would get it because you say hey what do you do i produce immersive entertainment what's that Right. um so like adventure room but is anything with the room is it's tough because i feel like that that, that puts you, you're like you're in a room, right? Why, you know? So I don't know, the, the, you know, what the name should be, um, but then again, immersive theater too. Um, I mean, I'm, I get it. It's called immersive theater, but then when you add theater to it, right away somebody thinks you're sitting in a seat, looking up on a stage and and seeing somebody do something. So yeah. I'm not sure we nailed the name yet on what we're doing. Um. But for me, kind of going back the 13th room, here we are, the the name, the room, right? But it's always had this from, the reason I I, I named the company 13th room was it was kind of like this portal into something else. Twilight zone, if you will. You could go through that door and your adventure would be different. Um, So, Right now, we are using immersive experiences and stuff like that, but it's going to be tough for for people to get it until they get it. I think right. it's, we have a while. To right. People wonder what's immersive experience. You know, right. am, I, am I sitting down doing mushrooms? You know, looking at something, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Not so um, I don't know. I think we need. I, I like some type of uh, like real life adventure type thing.
0: Okay. Yeah. So when you're when you create when you're designing, right? What approach, or what? What do you draw inspiration from to
1: create? I like listening to certain types of music.
0: Okay.
1: Um, There's certain films that I've that I really like that mm-hmm. that are in the back of my head that that, that I like, um, and I like I like scary. I like horror, but I don't like gore. Okay. And I don't. I'm a big fan. Like, people ask me, somebody else asked me, like, what's my favorite horror flick, right? I love the original Halloween. Mm-hmm. So, and they say, okay, what's your favorite part? Well, my favorite part is when Loomis shoots him at the end. And then he goes over to look and he's gone. I'm like, wow. Like that, for me, That right away, the top of my head. Um, I don't... Um, We also kind of want to stay away from like some of that. Like I like the Friday the 13th, Mm -hmm. the Halloween. I like those. Some of it's campy, but I like that. Um, Yeah, I just, I don't know. I like scary. Yeah. Yeah, I've liked it since I was a kid. My dad used to play little practical jokes on me. And I think one time he took us to Not Scary Farm before mm-hmm. it was really big and put me on the back of this car that I drove and a werewolf got on the back and put his hand on my shoulder <laughs> and I screamed and I hear my dad laughing, right? you know, right. that type of thing. So, and my mom used to dress us up when we we're early. I remember I was Dracula. My brother was a wolf man. My other brother, I think, was Frankenstein, mm-hmm. you know, seven years old. So it was kind of cool. right? And then watching the old horror flicks, yeah, I've always, I, I've always dug it. Yeah. So yeah, awesome. so you, that's why everything's kind of inspired, right? By that, right? I you mentioned earlier that you you draw inspiration
0: from from music, right? And I uh, I know we were talking about before that you kind of write your own
1: music as well, right? For for your rooms and even just for other. Well, I'm starting to. Yeah, right. yeah. I'm still 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 a, a beginner in a lot of ways of that. Um, when a friend of mine. Charles wrote Dracula. I did the lyrics. He wrote uh, like almost all the music. I would have melodies in my head, right. uh, but only basic. Um, I've only got like a year of piano and mm-hmm. a couple of years of guitar, and I have like a year and a half, two years of music theory. But I'm fascinated with that too because I think a lot of times you create something, and I know for when I write a room, I have music in my head, mm-hmm. but I'm not able to compose it. So mm-hmm. I'm starting. I'm starting I to learn you. that. Yeah, because yeah. I want to be able to have that music fit um, the story. Right. And then the characters, that's a whole other thing, right. being able to direct the characters and actors and have them do what you want because right. they all have their own idea too. Right. And um, uh, with Silence 2, I know we're kind of going a different path here, but I told the actors you can do, you, you have freedom in, here, in this little area here, but this is—you can't go past right. this. You can't go past that. Right, and that's where the immersion is really great because that gives the the players uh, that interact with the characters that gives them a chance to explore different things. Yeah, right. I yeah. mean, we have people that come in and they sit there and they yeah. don't interact with the characters, and right. if you're kind of doing yourself a disservice. Right. We encourage that. Right, and I and I think because it's so new, the immersive style of um, of what we're doing in escape rooms is that a lot of the players coming into it they don't know to interact right 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 and i think that's something that's got to be learned right right like you take a new player that's done in a basic escape room mm-hmm. the first time they're like okay um well, i didn't know what cyphers were Right. I didn't know we would have sixty minutes only, right. and so once they play it once or twice, they get to know. So I think after people come and play the silence too, they will have an idea of what's in store. With is this the day we die?
0: Right, right, right. That's awesome. And so we could
1: push it. <laughs>
0: um, how? So um, I want to come back to that, but how then important would you say, especially being someone that is creating the music and beginning to continue creating music, <laughs> is it? to an escape room right or to an uh, immersive experience because we've been to rooms where hey the music isn't great but it's blaring it's there you can it adds to the fear factor of okay i can't think can't communicate with my partners but hey it's there as Mm. opposed to somewhere it's you know the music is the whole part of the escape room or immersive experience right where it's like, okay, no, you really need to listen to hey, what's going on and how does the nuances or you know, dynamics of the music affect what's going on around you?
1: Yeah, I mean there's still a lot I have to learn. Um, but if you take, if you take back like even a theater show, mm-hmm. right a theater show has a director right. has a lighting right. person. Right. has a sound person right. uh, has a, uh, a stage person has a, um, uh, a props and yeah. so when you're when you're creating sta- escape room first you've got to do lighting well most of us or I think I have some experience right in college and theater mm-hmm. but just lighting itself is a trade in itself right and you've got yeah. these lighting guys that are just absolutely phenomenal right, right? so you've got lighting guys that can create this atmosphere that's out of this well, lighting's everything Right. Even as we sit here right now, right. it looks pretty good, but if we put the house lights on, it's like, okay. Right. Um, lighting is everything, right. but then what is lighting without sound? Right. Because the sound brings out that emotion. The yeah. Sound can put you in a state of absolute shock or fear, right. but sound can also make you happy, the right sound, yeah. right? So you add the the lighting element, and then you add the sound element, and then you add the, uh, <clears throat> the ambiance of the room, the decor. Mm-hmm. Um, decor is re- really important. You have to be careful not to put anything that could throw them off the immersion. Right. You ever see like uh, Somewhere in Time with uh, Christopher Reeve, the old oh, love no, story? No. OK. Anyway. <laughs> I won't ruin it for you, but let's say, for instance, um, you're playing in The Room, and you're supposed to have this old-world feel, or it's supposed to be 1950s, and then you see a, I don't know, uh, a, a screwdriver or something mm-hmm. on the table yeah. that's, uh, that wouldn't have been there. You know, a right. screwdriver is a bad analogy, but you see something that doesn't belong. Right. That can throw somebody off. Right. So yeah. you get the lighting, you got the sound, you got the ambiance, you got the decor, and then the characters. You know, yeah. so the characters have to be—they're uh, so important uh, for our story and for us moving forward because the characters have to be believable,
0: yeah.
1: relatable, yep. um, and and have a genuine—you—you you won't know this as a player, but but I see it—they have to have a genuine love for what they do and coming into yeah. work. Because, yeah. because they're, 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 they're sharing yeah. something with you, right? For sure. And um, our goal, my goal, is I want you to leave every time you do an experience and you're thinking about it two or three days later or you're right. still talking about it or you're right. like, wow. And that's what's so great about the silence is that, and I know you recently played is that there's no two experiences that are the same for right. any group you, if you came back and, and we played it again it would be different for you based upon the choices you make yeah sure some of the puzzles are the same right uh, but puzzles are becoming secondary for me right. uh, and for the company i think they're great um but puzzles are really tough because you know um when does a puzzle really make sense mm-hmm. right in any story right uh, you know you're a mad scientist if you want to get to my laboratory then you have to solve of these 12 puzzles and then you get in. but like some 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 rooms that we do uh, you know we we have to kind of just believe that these puzzles are part of it and exist but right. they, they don't fit with the story right. and i've been guilty of that too because you want to put puzzles in but um, for me, like, when we had a group the other day come through, and they were like, did we finish? Mm. You know, uh, did we solve all the puzzles? And I'm like, that's not what this is about. Right. It, did you finish? You were alive, you know? So. Uh, right. Again. Right. Uh, as we move into the immersive um, style of um, gameplay uh, or experiences, I think the... Uh, <laughs> the players will understand a little bit better what are, they're getting into. Yeah. Because it's new.
0: Yeah. And, and, and there's something that you mentioned that I, I really appreciate that you mentioned that it really makes a difference. It really does. And my wife and I have noticed this, that when we're playing a room, when we're experiencing a room, that the characters, just especially ones that purposely added characters, it really makes a difference of, hey, do they love what they do? Right? Because there's that line of, okay, I'm, you know, this is work. I'm here. I'm just going to, push them through and it ruins it right yes it does and 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 so uh, playing your room recently and uh, interacting with your characters really it brings that appreciation of hey like you can tell that you know they're enjoying what they're doing right then just getting into character and and playing along with whatever you know shenanigans we do in the room as we're experiencing it or or they're just the nuances that they add just like wow this really adds on to it and you mentioned earlier that just right it's not just the the, okay, what puzzles or what are, is the character saying or, you know, but again, that decor, that lighting and how those are each characters of their own, right? Yeah. And just the the thought and the process that goes into, okay, how can I make this fit in, right? And it goes back to what you said of, okay, it's not just a puzzle that's thrown in there, right? This is purposeful, right? And we've been to, my wife and I have been to rooms to where it's mm. like, okay, just feels like this is thrown in like, um, I think the, the, the correct term is red herrings, right? It's just there to kind of throw you off of, okay, this is here, but... It doesn't really play any integral part into the story, right? And I, and one of the things that we definitely appreciate about your rooms and is that
1: everything plays a part. Everything is cohesive and just blends together to create this, this oh, atmosphere. I Appreciate and that. So that's, that's what we strive for. Yeah, it's not easy. I mean, even even as we sit here right now, I'm I'm sitting in we're in the lobby of the silence too, of the hotel, and I'm already on two point oh. Like there's some going to be some rewrites. There's going to, could I not spend the time to rewrite things? Could I just say, okay, no, but the, the room itself evolves. Yeah. Um, You know, they, a lot of owners, they throw out this word beta test. Mm. I get it. You have to beta test, but for a room really to mature, and fall on its own you need to have it played hundreds of times you need to step back like if you're painting something you know when i, I like to paint and then i think i'm done with it i step back from it for yeah. two weeks three weeks i don't even look at it I put yeah. it somewhere else then i take it back out and i see it differently right. i'm like okay and then you could finish it the same with this thing um, when you're creating something uh or at least for me um, and I talked to my friend, my friend Howard, a lot. He's a musician. And he writes. And when he's writing his songs, you know, I think he needs a break, too. And so we talk, we collaborate a little bit or we talk about the creation, yeah. the creative process. Right. It's tough. Right. Because you think you have it and then you don't. Yeah. Right. So... You have to kind of step back a little bit. And then, so I think um, The Silence 2 is still evolving. Mm -hmm. I think the characters are still evolving. And then what you want to do is you want to get it to a point where, this is the other thing. We had one group, uh, I was working the group, when everything just, it was like a a symphony.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: Everything worked perfectly. And I'm not talking about worked perfectly in the sense of, Uh, The tech was broken. I'm just saying the characters interacted with the characters. Everybody interacted. And then everything just flowed. And there were other decisions that were made. And at the ending, it was phenomenal. How do you get that every time? You want to have a ratio Mm -hmm. of, all right, I want, our ratio is I want 97. I know it's a tough one. I want 97% of of the groups that come through to just have this amazing experience. I mean, I really want 100%, but it's tough. Like we had, um, a lady that quit, walked out and had a small argument with her husband mm-hmm. and, um, ruined it for the rest of the group. Uh, we've had other people bring, uh, players in here that really didn't play. Yeah. And so if you're, you're only as good as your group too, Yeah, yeah. you know, you, a lot of, a lot of players put, um, pressure on escape room owners and creators, um, or may say, you know what, it was great, but I kind of wish this and that. But they all, you have to take a look at the the, the group that you bring as well. Yeah, sure. If you bring a sourpuss, yep. and, oh, you know, I really don't play this. Or um, what I see a lot of is when we do corporate groups, you'll have that one one person or second person that um, is intimidated and mm-hmm. in in, in not knowing how to solve a puzzle. Mm-hmm. Uh, may not be the sharpest, so then becomes unwilling to participate. Right and and then you got a sour grape in your bunch and then the experiences and it's good and then at the end you know or the person that knows everything right Mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. so i always encourage people and i I encourage everyone out there is is that if you're going to start playing these 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 newer adventures um and you want to have the best time bring a group that you're going to have the best time with yeah you know like i went and played um Uh, my friend's room David Zoe the new Zoe Mm, and I'm sure they knew you know here comes Eddie from 13th room and next thing you know I was missing my shoes they were shocking the shit out of me and all of that and and I enjoyed every minute of it and I just I didn't care. I just played along, and there, there was there was definitely no ego or no okay. I know I can kind of solve this puzzle because yeah. puzzles that I thought I knew right off hand, I let my my staff or the other people yeah. that were with me play. Right. I step back and enjoy it yeah. because that's what it's about. Right. And when you don't enjoy it, and you come in with uh, a certain set or uh, of ideas yeah. or negativity, then you're not going to have a good time. Right. You got to be yeah, open
0: for sure. And I'm glad that you brought that up, that, hey, who you bring, right, is kind of like the saying of, you know, the strongest player is your weakest link, right? Of that, hey, you know, whoever you bring, that's just, that's what, the, they're a part of that, I guess, the the immersiveness of it, right? Right. And, uh, and me and my wife will do this all the time. We have a, a person that lives here in California that we'll bring to every escape room because he always just mm. changes his mindset, like. How he is outside compared to when he's in a room just switches like a switch and he'll just go along with it and make it so much more enjoyable and fun right right as opposed to where there's certain people who are like hey maybe we're not gonna invite them to the next room maybe we'll just you know, yeah. pull that on this a little bit right or uh, if we know that we're trying to do a, a room where it has like you know, multiple puzzles like hey we need we need people with brains like let, let's bring them along absolutely and and I think that it's it's uh something that you don't really think about especially i think in the beginning right i think my wife and i are in like 130 rooms and definitely the beginning you're like "Mm, you know let's yeah let's just do it you know let's bring whoever wants to go and now it's like no, strategically like who can we truly enjoy this with right Right. Who can truly like we'll get immersed in it with us
1: yeah it's like a hidden yeah i get it it's like a hidden i did the same thing when i played the willows Mm. you know i'm like who can i bring with me that's gonna have a good time right um, and that's tough. That's the other thing. That's tough for. I got to say, on a personal level, that's really tough for me in the um, in the dating life. Because mm. if if I'm with someone and she doesn't like escape rooms or immersiveness or Halloween horror nights right. or Universal, that is a big. Like red flags. Yeah, well, not even red flags because we can like what we like, right? Right. But I want to be able to go and and enjoy that with someone too, and and we talk to each other, and that's that's what's always tough for me because, especially, like I said, in dating world, what do you do? Oh, I create this. What do you do? Oh, do you like scary? Oh, not really. Right. Right. So I so because Halloween for me is the greatest time of the year, right? right? Um, so yeah, you want, you want to have people that you do these things with that are going to go all out. Right. And, um, you know, I guess, you know, you're asking me the questions, but like moving forward, can, shouldn't we make this immersive? Like, okay. So let me, I want to ask you a question real quick. So let's say I I have a, let's say I have something that I wrote in something and let's say there's a, a fountain. And there's a key in the middle of the fountain. you got to get it. Okay. So to get into that fountain, you're going to have to walk in that fountain. You're going to have to take your shoes off, socks off, roll your pants up and do it. Right. Is that something too much to ask a player? I would think no. Well, think- if in reality, <clears throat> there was a key there. Right. And we had to get it. So we threw the key in there. Right. We take our shoes off. Yeah. there. So, so um, what are the limits... Of course safety's number right, one right. always um, for our guest it has to be that way yeah a safe environment a, f- a, f- a fun environment but we should also take them to a place maybe they have never been before right and whether it's uh, happy sad wherever mm-hmm. we you want to you want to take them somewhere so I think immersion um, it's going to be interesting to see what we can do with it. Right. And to a point where how do you convey that to somebody, even ahead of time, the players, if you're booking something. Right. Oh, you you may get rained on. Right. You, know, you may get wet. You say you get wet. No one really wants to do that. Right. Um, so I think down the road, we need to find, there needs to be a group that the owners we can identify we we know that hey they really want to do some really cool they'll they'll play this right but you need to make your adventure so the general public can do it as well so it's right. tough it's tough as a business
0: right just drawing you know? that line of how committed will our our guests right really be to right get out of their in their comfort level right even going back to that the, the fountain like hey you know do I really want to go to a room with wet socks or hey or you know taking everything off and having to go in and get the key or hey you know what i don't mind yeah let's do it let's jump right. in. i'll go swimming if you want me to if it completes you know for whatever right and so um something that i've noticed with with some rooms is that they'll kind of create different i guess levels and usually it's for like the scare factor hey you want it super intense or you being chased with the chainsaw or a taser or whatever like hey, right. like you know you just want them to kind of be speed walking towards you right and so do you think that's something that Maybe you'll incorporate, or even more rooms will kind of incorporate. Okay, you know this is for like those maybe the beginners, right? And to intermediate to
1: just expert, like hey, you're we really did committed. with this one on the right. website up until yesterday. You had two modes: you had regular and midnight mode. Okay, and you could dial in which mode. And I just got rid of it because there shouldn't be two modes. Mm. This is what it is, right? And this is how it's going to be, right. and that's it. Um, I get, I get it for, as a game mechanic, having the, okay, I can play two modes, yeah. but I also feel like it dilutes the experience. Mm-hmm. Now I did offer that and you want the scarier mode or whatever, but shouldn't like it be the same for everyone. Right. Right. Because then if it's, Oh, I want to play the non-scary mode, mm-hmm. then if you're not being true to yourself as a creator, if the story mm-hmm. and everything's scary and what you created is this. Then just leave it like that right and then if you really don't like scary then 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 maybe choose one of our other experiences right. somewhere else or right. play one of our, our friends rooms you know right. um, but I know I, I want to go to scary right um, and then we have a different style of scary like we you know I, I right now you know I'm I'm not big on people you know no one's touching you really or or we don't we don't do anything too crazy that way it's it's what you see and hear, right
0: and so how as a creator how do you draw that line of i know what like right i know what my line as a creator is i know how far i'm willing to go or what i want to integrate into what it is that i'm creating and so how do you draw that line of okay how can i push it to where i'm comfortable where i want it but where others can still I don't want to say
1: appreciate it, but just enjoy, uh, just experience it. I have an answer to that because there's, there's some experiences that I've played and, um, I'm not going to name them, but the actor was was at this one particular time was being very aggressive with me Mm -hmm. and was pushing it unnecessarily. It was ego. I didn't feel like it was genuine. I started saying to myself, you would never do this in a real life situation because I'd make you pay for it. Right. Me. Um, That is the biggest issue I find in the scare world Mm -hmm. or the haunt or whatever is that. Okay, like, I don't know if this kind of this question you asked me, but like you have this extreme haunt. Okay. So you have an extreme haunt, and then you sign all these waivers and everything, and they tell you, okay, uh, but you can't do this. Mm. But we can do this, this, right. and that. Yep. But that's not true. Like, brother, you tie me up, I'm going to start to untie myself. Yeah. And if it's just me, you in the room, and I really had to get out of this situation, yeah. it's on a kraken. Yeah. That's real life, right? right? Yeah. So you put all these rules, but then you don't follow the same rules. Right. So I think... That, uh, you know, if I tap your knee or or, or I tap your shoulder, you know, that to me is okay in communicating, right? Uh, But I think that if we're asking the players to follow a certain set of rules, then... It should be mutual. It should be mutual. And that's the way I approach everything. It should be mutual. Right. Right? Like, okay, you're asking to tie me up. Yeah. Can I tie you up? Right. Right? Right. So... I, I see all these things like you can't do this, this, and that. And for me, that takes away from the actually, I get it. I get it. We're, we're supposed to step back and say, oh, yeah, ooh, you know, it, it's okay for this person to do this, this, and that. And you go going with that open mind. But um, I think there's a little, there's some experiences out there that push that envelope too far. Yeah. And then um, bad casting choices. Mm-hmm. Um and make it, um, make it harder. Yeah, that—that's the thing I see. Bad casting choices. You get the wrong person in the wrong role, and it's yeah. ego. Yeah. then it ruins the experience.
0: Yeah, for sure. I think, from what I've noticed, at least, and you know, correct me if I'm wrong, or what your thoughts are on this. Of, it seems that for most, it's scary. Right, because I know there's a kind of that difference between scary and spooky, but I would categorize as scary in, in Morty terms <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that in order to make it scary, you need to be completely just yelled at, right? Have some type of touch factor, whether that's I don't know some type of pain, right, or just some type of like jolt, or just like even just I don't know a tap or kind of a push, or um, you know t- take off a shoe or something, right, and. And even just doing, you know, how far we are into escape rooms mm-hmm. and doing many multiple scary escape rooms, it's kind of like, no, you don't you don't need those things, yeah. right? And so how do you kind of in, in, do to where you do make it scary, right? Especially as, a, as someone, someone that loves scary movies, like, yeah. how do you incorporate that into
1: what you do? Yeah. Um, well, right away, if if we're sitting here right now doing this interview and all the lights went out completely. Right. Um, and then the lights came back on and I was gone. That's kind of scary. Right. So darkness right away, you know, yeah. darkness, uh, like seeing la- uh, the unknown, mm-hmm. um, what you hear, yeah. sounds, um, what you see, even sometimes what you smell. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't think that you have to have this, at least my style is not this big, over the top, in your face right. type thing. I mean yeah, you got the doctor and, 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 but if you, if you, uh, if you're quiet, then maybe yeah. there's no doctor. Um, but yeah, so, so we're, our approach is just different. Yeah. I just, I think, um, it'll stay that way. I don't, I don't see ever getting into any of the extreme style mm. thing and I'm not knocking it. Right. right. Um, but, um, I want, again, we want people to have a good time and, but we want to push you right to that level. Yeah. You know, like a difference between a PG and an R movie, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right? So suspense, suspense, you know, wondering what's going to happen or when it's going to happen. Or even if you know something's going to happen, you just don't know when. Right, right. That can mess with you. Oh, yeah, for sure. Psychological stuff.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think it definitely makes your room stand apart from, from all the other yeah, poor,
1: scary room, cool. So. That's Love good it. to hear. Yeah, I, I've done some fun ones. Yeah, um, I've done some fun ones. But as a creator, I, I still haven't done. I, I'm trying to I'm trying to now. I, the new room I wrote is this the day we die. I didn't write it for. Um, our clients, I mean, our our uh, players or the community. I wrote it for my. I was like, what would I like to do? Yeah, yeah. What would what would be what would be badass to yeah. do? Yeah. And so I wrote it that way. Yeah. Because because I'm a player too. I've done a lot of rooms. Right. You know, I'm right. I'm a horror fan. I, I do all this stuff every Halloween. What would I like to see? What What was missing in this? You know. Because yeah. because I still find. In almost everything I've done, there's something, there's one element missing. Right. And like like say for instance, you know, um, I I recently did a horror room. Um, okay, I drove down and I walked into this building that was all pretty, and then I, I met, you know, a happy smile smiling uh employee and I filled out waivers and mm-hmm. I sat there and I, I drank some water and then I went to my experience. It's it's again, you have to be all right, shut it down now play but yeah. i think they're for me i want i want it to start the minute i drive up mm. right i want it to start the minute i'm thinking about going right that's what i want and yeah. then there's things during the the, the, the play gameplay if you will that i want and that, that that so now i'm creating that and implementing it in what i'm doing what we're doing yeah yeah, yeah. So. so what what do you draw inspiration or there's so many
0: things? How do you even begin? I know you said, uh, for your most, for one of your recent rooms that you kind of started backwards of, okay, the ending, right. And kind of went yeah. from there. What do you draw inspiration to just create, to do the story writing, right? Cause that obviously plays a big part into how everything ties together. Right. And, and, um, and like you mentioned earlier, it's something that okay, what do I want to you know, what what do I what do I like, and kind of bring mm-hmm. it together, right? And kind of that, hey, I'm sure there, there's obviously other people that are going to enjoy it. And so, what 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 are the thought processes do you have when you're writing everything out? Yeah, so I mean,
1: definitely okay. have to have an antagonist, right? Yep. Or um, the the evil person or the villain. Um, I start with that. And then uh, why is this person like that? Mm -hmm. What does this person do? What is this person capable of doing? And then I put them in an environment and then I say, okay. Uh, and then I think about it from a group of players and then I just write, Yeah, you know, what what just pops up. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So what line do you draw then of, kind of, I don't want to say being satisfied, but where you're like, okay, I think it's good where it's at. Cause I mean, like you mentioned earlier, there's obviously always room for improvement, but how do you draw that line then of, okay, you know, I'm satisfied towards at and not let's move on to the next thing, but
1: I have this idea of, okay, I want to start creating this already, right? I can't, I, I would love to answer that. <laughs> I mean, I answer it really, I don't. Um, every room I've ever created was never what was here. Mm because of because like i said maybe tech issues um maybe because some of the puzzles i created weren't very good mm. maybe needed help on that mm-hmm. um you need a good team i think you need it's hard to be a, a you know carl and i do a lot i mean i wrote i did all silence to by myself Carla came in after I wanted to surprise her right and she's a great part of the team and the company but um, with the creative process right now like that's that's me and um, I run uh, ideas by other friends that own companies and we yeah. bounce stuff back and forth yeah. but it's tough um, it's tough it's it, it's I'm never satisfied and I'm like okay it's good. But it always can have improvement. Yeah, that's just the way I am. Yeah, and so my goal is to get to the point where oh my god, this is everything I want. But then, but then you start thinking about your imagination, and then you gotta put a cost into it. Yeah, think about like yeah. we have a budget. Right. I had an Invisible Man here. Spent a year plus to build that room. Opened it. And then sold it and tore it all down and built this. We lost money right. in doing so. Um, but it, it felt better to have the silence here. So um, I think um, I'm aiming for that bullseye every time. If I get close, where, okay, people are having it, you know, during the testing, yeah. um, the people are having a real good time, then I'm like, okay and then we're good long as you're having a good time right see because like right now you just played silence too yeah you had a great time you're unaware of what goes on behind the scenes right. and and you have really no idea yet of what also could be what what also could be uh or also could happen in, uh, in this adventure yeah. so um long as everybody has a great time and they leave about it that's leave Feeling, um, they had a good time. That's important to me. I personally think I've never been a hundred percent settled on any of them. Okay, I always see room for improvement.
0: Right, right. Yeah, yeah. Definitely as a creator, I um, had another guest where he talked about you know again what was that line of satisfaction or what milestone can you draw? And her response was you know have that milestone. But don't just stop there, right? Right, create another one, right? Because that's just how you improve, that's how you get better. And uh, in this case, she was a a singer, and so, um, creating that mouse and just hitting it, but hey, create another one to improve on it. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that's just important for any creator in general, just hey, like keep getting better, right? right? Um, and and just kind of how you mentioned earlier, right? You you did Invisible Men, but hey, you had a vision of this is what. It is or this is what i want it to be so let's let's do it right, right. and and uh, obviously you know the, the money part's a, a big factor in it but hey sometimes you just gotta gotta take that risk right what is it bigger risk bigger reward
1: <laughs> yeah carla's really good at balancing me out like i'm like okay i want to open she goes no because i used to open too early and then scramble mm. and try to make it right and she's mm. like just don't but then again I did that with Invisible Man, and I couldn't figure out certain things in Invisible Man, and I let months and months go by mm. without having anything left to write with. Right. You know, What's so, so cool about um, this new open world feeling, um, what I'm putting into the new rooms is that um, I can create this environment and a story and these characters, and you can come in, and interact with them, right. and make it your own adventure to a certain degree. Right, And so that that's what I'm doing.
0: Right. Almost like the, there was a book series. I can't remember what it was called. But you, you choose can, your own. Yeah, you yeah. kind of choose your own path, and it, and it changes the outcome every single time, yeah. right? Um, and it, it kind of differentiates from, or it does differentiate from, okay, you know, level one, level two, level three. Now it's no. This right. is what it is. is how it's designed, but you can still kind of make it your own. Right. Do you think that's kind of the way that um escape rooms should go or do you think that
1: it should just be unique to I think I think there's like different flavors and different style so 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 owners first of all just entrepreneur talking as an entrepreneur you know and I speak on entrepreneurship too and I'm on a board of directors for a leadership conference but I say like first and foremost you have to do something that you have a passion for yeah um, but you also have to do it, right? Yeah, so you have to you can't just throw up You know, I see so many people that were getting into the escape room business thinking they're gonna make a lot of money mm-hmm. And would just come out with this product that was awful, right? Um, it's okay to have an awful product because you just don't know right. or or but if you give it a hundred percent and you're and You're trying to do and deliver and what that means by is like if you don't know something Learn it, or hire someone that can help you. If you don't know puzzles, you know there's a. So I get so many people that come to me and say, "Oh, we want to start a room," and I said, "Okay, right. well, what's your budget?" Um, well, this and that. I said, "Okay, well, you know, I can consult for you, but they don't want to spend the money." Right. So, 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 the, what do you? Th- if you're in it just to try to make some money, it's yeah. you, it's going to be your doom because we survived through COVID. Yeah. Carla and I, Carla, she has her own career, and I, I have other things that I do to make money right. as well. And we didn't take any money from the company. That's why the company stayed alive. Right. Um, but you have to care about what you do, and you have to do it. So if, if, if there's people that just want to build a good escape room, their t- traditional style of 60 minutes, hold the little card saying, I escape, then do that. Yeah. Uh, if you want to mix in a little immersion, then do that. There's going to be companies out there that right away say, um, are we past time? No, we're good. We're good. Okay. Uh, that was slick way you looked at your watch. Um, there's, Thanks for calling he's me like, out. Oh. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, there's, there's, there's companies out there that are going to stick to that formula. Yeah. And the other thing is every time you have a character in your – experience or escape room, it costs money. Yeah. You know, silence has four characters. Yeah. So average owners out there are going to say, Oh my God, I'm going to be, I'm spending this much more hourly to have this person in here. Um, and if you're, and if you're worried about that, then you shouldn't be in business because it's like, I always joke around. I'm not Mexican. But I love tacos. Mm. I think they're the, one of the greatest things on earth. And mm. I could open up a taco stand and be number one because I understand the business side. Mm. I have the cleanest restrooms. Right. Yeah. I would have the cleanest restaurant. I'd have the best customer service. I'd have phenomenal product right. that tastes great. And 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 you know, the right marketing and advertising. I mean it's not hard to be successful. You just have to care and yeah. you have to do it right. So for me. For Silence Two to be right, it has to have these characters in it. Right. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Right. For Is This the Day We Die to be right, it's got to have these elements in it. Yeah. Otherwise, in my mind, it's not going to work. So, yeah. um, sometimes you have to you have to think about that too. Right. right. You have to think about you know it's not uh, nothing should be a money grab. You should have passion in what you do, and you should deliver a, a, a good good solid product to your customers
0: right right so then Mm -hmm. how I mean you kind of spoken already but how big then do you think that money factor and not even just that money grab but that money hindrance right especially in in California where a lot of things are super expensive to begin with right but then how big of a roadblock do you see that in kind of that in the escape room
1: community well I think it's in any business if any business you have to have a plan yeah and you have to have finances. And if you, and, and if you don't, um, and you can't do it properly, then you're not, you're not able to. So I get asked all the time. I mean, um, which is getting away from the escape room topic, but like you have to work. And if you have to do one or two or three jobs, save up money. Yeah. And then you can start your first room and that's what you have to do. Right. I'm, you know, uh, I've, I'm, I'll leave it at that. I was going to, yeah, there's, yeah, I just, I would say that um, do it, do it yourself, you know, raise your own money, and do it yourself and and be creative because then it's all you. It's tough having partners. Yeah. Um, Carla's great. Um, we've always been great and she's got great ideas and everything, but in some instances having partnerships or partners are really hard cause everybody has their creative ideas right. and everybody thinks they're right. And, and that's where it becomes really bad because then it's some, for some it's an ego. Right. I just want to have my say so. And, you know, I want to do it this way and not realizing you have zero creative talent. Right. You probably shouldn't really be having your way, but right. because you are part of this, then then you have to do it that way. Can you imagine doing a painting or I'm painting and I have this vision, I'm painting this portrait and then someone else comes in and says, oh, I think the eyes should be like this or this or that. It ruins it. Yeah. So I say, if you are, have a lot of passion and you like to write and you want to create and you want to develop stuff, then do it. Um, for me, puzzles sometimes is, 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 you know, I have an I style of puzzles I like mm-hmm. to do, but I know they can be bigger and grander. So I'll ask, I'll bring someone in, or hey, what do you think about this? You know, then I'll collaborate with someone. Right. But um, it's very hard. collaborating is great. Mm-hmm. Having someone else change something or that you your vision is, then I, you know, I would say stick, do it by yourself.
0: Right. I think as a, as a creator, it's kind of hard to draw that line of okay is what I'm seeing. And, and for me, it's, um, I don't know how to necessarily get to there. And so I'll ask someone for, Hey, like, you know, what's your approach on this? And they're like, you know what? No, scratch what you're doing completely. But it's like, okay, it was, you know, kind of working. I was just asking for this little part. And it's kind of coming and just, you know, to be front of your feet and like, no, it's ego do it this way. And yeah. so it's kind of hard to be like, well, I like, I understand it asked you for help, but like, you know, and then it's that, okay, do I want to keep that relationship with that person? If I just
1: completely ignore them and like, you know what? Never mind. Like, you know, I'm not going to try your method. And I think it's really coming down and knowing the individual too. Yeah. And it's this individual, like um, for me, I'm, I'm spending a lot more time surrounding myself with like-minded, yeah. um, same level, yeah. people I respect, right. uh, people that I can talk to and yeah. they listen to me and I listen to yeah. them. That's important. And that's where we're moving. You know, I'm, do, I'm going to be doing some collaborations here soon with Tommy mm-hmm. from uh, Stash House. And uh, we've put together a pretty cool little team. And so we've got some, th- some things that are happening. Um, I've been talking a lot with the guys from Doors of Divergence mm-hmm. about doing some things in New York. And um, so it's really like surrounding yourself with um, other creative people yeah. that understand it. The business side is one thing. Right. The creativity is a whole nother It's a whole nother thing. Right. Uh, it's, it's t- there's a lot of people that just open up escape rooms yeah. just for business. Yeah. And buy ready-made games. I get it. That's your thing. That's great. You're, that's a business. Right. But the creative process. Uh, if you're not see, if if that's something that's not a strength of yours, then then you need to bring other people in and right. or step back and let other people handle that right
0: like what you said earlier of like um just you want to surround yourself with you said like-minded and, and just people that kind of build each other up mm-hmm. right um obviously being realistic but still kind of like not just completely shutting down but building you up right and what advice would you give then to those that are, are wanting to begin begin actually begin creativity and whatever outlet that may be and just are hesitant of asking for advice, tips, whatever you want to call it from other
1: creators. Well, iron sharpens iron, like you just said. I'm a big fan of that. But um, write, write down whatever you think. Write what you want, um, and then write it, you know? And then uh, people that you respect and look up to, ask them their advice of it. Like, you know, you write a story about a butterfly that becomes a vampire, and, you know, write it. And then, you know, give it to people that you, that, that, that you respect, yeah. that you respect their opinion, that respect you yeah. and understand that, you know, Hey, I'm trying to, I'm, uh, you know, I'm trying to do this. Um, but also encourage you. Right. Yeah. It's a, it's a fine line because you also need those checks and balances, yeah. you know, a butterfly becoming a vampire. Mm, interesting. Right. Right. But you know, um, the other thing is you can't fall in love with your ideas so much, which yeah. is the biggest problem of everyone I encounter yeah. beginning entrepreneurship. They fall in love with, oh, you know, I remember I was speaking on a panel one year and this girl came up to me after after I spoke and she's like, I'm going to start my own clothing line mm-hmm. and it's going to be charitable for women. And then I'm going to have this concert, a charity concert at this place. And I'm going to have, she named a couple artists mm-hmm. that were going to come and and then we're gonna raise money. We're gonna... She really believed all of it in her head. Like I said, well, who's gonna set up the staging? And right. the artists, let's say they did agree to do it for charity, you still have to pay their cost to get there. I mean, yeah. it, 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 there's a degree of delusion. Yeah. And, and you, you have all this, like these grand ideas, but don't even know the first step. Right. Um, I call it cracking the egg. Right. If you can make you can read all these omelets, omelet recipes, you (laughs) got to learn how to crack an egg. Yeah. Put it in a ball. Start up and start there. So um, my thing is surrounding myself with good people and then the people that I uh, in the industry that matter. Uh, for me, that I collaborate with, um, I respect them and I respect what they have done, and their opinions matter. And they tell me usually, uh, Yeah, that's interesting. What about this? Why, why don't you try this? Or why don't you try that? You know? Right. I, you should never tell someone, Oh, this is awful. You know? Right. Hey, butterfly to a vampire, I kind of like it, but what about maybe try this? Yeah. You know? So. Um,
0: yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And it's it's hard, right? Especially as a creator. And um, something that I'm finding with other people that I talk to is that they have that idea and they're so passionate about it that they won't, I guess, listen, just listen to others. I mean, and it's not just, hey, you don't want to listen to me, that's fine. But like, and like you mentioned, talk to other people, mm. right? Don't just go to the person that you know is going to hype you up or build you up no matter yeah. what the idea is, right? All right. But having that someone that, you know, that will be, I guess, I don't want to say nice, but honest. Right. But, and I guess in a nice way.
1: Right. Yeah. I mean, look also, you know, um, you're going to get to a point in life. I think once you become seasoned and whatever you do that, you're going to do it your way right. because you know, it works and it's effective. Um, the beginning stages are rough, but you have to you have to take in um, you have to take in what your customers are saying you have to take in what what maybe some of your loved ones are saying if they come yeah. through and play and you have to be willing to learn and listen make those changes and you know you start here and then you constantly you're yeah. getting better and better um, there's you never really master anything right. you're always learning. Um, i listened to a podcast by malcolm gladwell and it was on um talked about elvis costello and how he reiterated a song but the one that really got to me was he talked about um uh, picasso picasso was an instant genius right mm. recognized when he paint painted mm. but Cezanne reworked his paintings over and over and over mm. iterations right that's my style of 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 creating stuff um, there's no instant genius. Well, maybe one thing or two <laughs> thing might be kind of cool. Right. Um, but I, I iterate everything um, from n- once I have a general story and I create something, then I, I, I try to make, uh, I break it down as scenes, opening, mid, right. and then ending. How can I make this better? I mean, the ending of this was tested two or three different ways. How can I make it better, better, okay. better, better, yeah. better? Yeah. So you kind of you constantly iterate, while I do, and strive for uh, excellence.
0: Yeah. So as a person that that's your creative approach. How do you also make sure to make it unique to your own? Right? Because I mean, if you told me, hey, I iterated this from this and this, I wouldn't have gotten that because it's so unique. So
1: how do you also implement that into your creative process? I think people are getting to know now, right? I mean, wouldn't you say you've played all of our rooms? Pretty much, right? Uh, let's say, let's see, one, two, three, probably about three of them. Are you kind three of seeing four. a style? Yeah. I mean, you kind of know what we're about or what we're capable of right. doing. And it's interesting now because I uh, recently posted up about the no one, and, the, and people know already. Yeah. They yeah. kind of know. So that's the idea is that um, I have wrote some really fun like fantasy style tales, mm-hmm. but I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Mm-hmm. I think think when you go thirteenth room, you're kind of going to know scary, right. uh, horror, um, suspenseful. Yeah. Those are those are going to be the themes and the tones yeah. of our rooms. Right. Yeah. Right. It's not that I can't write, you know, you know, Mister Grasshopper's, <laughs> you know, fun fantasy adventure because right. I have and I love that. Um, but right now, I feel um, I just love scary. Yeah. And um, I try to, in life, and in writing and creating, I feel like you're in a bubble. And once you get through that bubble, you get to a bigger one. And you yeah. continue to expand. Yeah. The thirteenth room, the thirteenth room environment, um, we're expanding. Yeah. Uh, we're our think My thinking process is expanding. What can I do? What can, what, what what can I do within reason? right within budget right I mean, what can i how can, how far can i take this thing i mean i have another one i wrote but it's like a 6 hour adventure oh wow. yeah and then i have one i wrote that's an overnight you know where you literally go you 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 get on a boat to somewhere and right. you stay overnight somewhere and then you, i mean that's a, that's a real adventure right
0: right, right.
1: so we'll that's see awesome. but you have to have you have right. to have you have to have the right customer base that will yeah. spend the money to do that exactly and they're out there
0: yeah. 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 Um, is there anything in your creative process that is a uh, kind of ritualistic for you of b- being able to evoke or inspire your creativity? Right. Cause we obviously have that time of, okay, I don't know what I'm wanting to do, but you know that, Hey, if I do this, or if I, um, go back to this thing, uh, it can even be something, I don't know, drinking a cup of coffee, like, Hey, kind of gets everything running. Is there anything for you? That the
1: That's a great question because I, I had to think about it for a second. I cannot finish writing a room until the decor is done so you look around here when this was all done mm-hmm. it was pretty much written but then i put the right lighting on the right music the sound i walk through it mm-hmm. you feel it you look at the nuances you know and and it, it draws inspiration for me it's like um, like imagine putting yourself into like when disney had tower of terror mm. you know you're just hanging out in that lobby and the yeah. stuff that you can come up with um, it's easy to do sitting in your living room next to your dog. I think not, not easy to do, but you can do it, but it doesn't work for me. Right. I still, and I know this, I know this moving forward that I cannot finish. If somebody asks me, Hey, uh, Eddie, can you write a room for us? Mm-hmm. I can, but I can't, I don't think I can totally finish it because until I'm in that environment and I want to feel it, you know, and yeah. I want to look and wow. Yeah it gives me that's what gives me inspiration is environment
0: yeah
1: that's awesome for sure yeah
0: um is there any advice for those or those that are wanting to get into creating escape rooms right um to just kind of where to start
1: i mean you got to come up with a business plan like any business you got to come up with a business plan you have to set goals realistic goals short term and long term yeah um you have to um because you you can't put the cart before the horse, yeah. and say okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna create an escape room and it's um, it's going to be a pirate adventure. All right, write your pirate adventure, but but that can only come to fruition your pirate if you actually have a plan, a business plan. You need a location, right? Right. Uh, you need a location. You need a company. You need to decide if you're going to be what your company structure is going to be. You yeah. know corporate, LLC, sole proprietorship, any of those things, mm-hmm. um, do you have the funding? Right. And you have that proper funding. Well, what's it going to be? Well, you have to do, you have to create a, a worksheet. Uh, yeah. It's going to cost this much, this, 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 and that. So once you have that, once you have the location and you, and you work out with the city and you get that, then you can start. Then you have to find contractors that are going to build. Yeah. Then you have to look at building the code. I mean, there's a lot that goes into it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and then once you get all that clear, you you... Can you have, if you're doing, you know, um, Johnny One Eye's Pirate Adventure, do you have somebody that can help you create it? Mm -hmm. Do you have the technical skills? Because there's tons of stuff I don't know. Right. I Google it. Yeah. Or I I make mistakes. Mm -hmm. That's the iteration. Yeah. I did it this way. Hey, Eddie, why don't you try this? I've found that this works better. Okay, let me try that. Right. You know, I'm looking at a mistake right now. Mm -hmm. I just caught my eye. In here, you know, and I have to fix. Right, the lights are on. Um, wow. Anyway, um, so be realistic. You have to be realistic of of anything that you're gonna do too, and and it really comes down to uh, budget. So. Yeah. Is there any milestone that you think as
0: a creator uh, wanting to get into escape rooms that someone should have?
1: Everyone's milestones different. I know mine is different, Um, but I would say the general milestone would be I am going to create an enjoyable, safe experience for my customer base.